this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Mr. Ian Flanagan. Hey, good morning, man. Thank you so much for having me here. What is going on? Where in the world are you? I mean, I know you were traveling, opening for Blake Shelton. Like, so where are you now? Uh, right now I'm back home for a couple of days in uh, a little north of Nashville. And yeah, we've just been moving, just moving. Well, you know, let's talk about opening for Blake Shelton. I mean, you're coming right off of that just a few weeks ago. Like, what was that like? Sorry, I think we, uh, think we, we dropped out. Did I we think f- we froze. What was that last question? I'm sorry. Um, so you're coming right off of opening for Blake Shelton yes. just a few weeks ago. Like, what was that like? Tell me about that. You know, I, I had a really great time. I got to open with... Um, Emily Ann Roberts and the Joy Reunion, who were also Team Blake alumni. Blake's obviously, you know, he's a master. It was great going to school and watching his show. And it was really just great to catch up with him and, you know, just just really have a moment to actually see a show of his because he's always kind of watching music when it comes to our relationship. So it was nice to see a whole show of his. Was that the first time you actually saw a full Blake Shelton show? First full Blake Shelton show. Wow. It was awesome. 
I mean, is that like a bucket list moment of your life? You know, like here you are opening for Blake Shelton. Like, do you have these moments, you know, of like, what has my life become? There's a lot of moments where, you know, I have to just take a moment and always just find like the deepest gratitude in the universe for the opportunities that I have fallen into because, you know, no matter what, there's there's a million people that could be doing what we're all doing. And sometimes you got to just slow down and be like, wow, like right here, right now, this is such a gift. So yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, talk to me about that because that is true. Like, listen, this is a tough business, right? So Oh, yeah. You know, before The Voice, when you were in the business, you know, you were doing some different things. Like, did you ever have that? You know, a lot of people do have that. Like, listen, it's just not going to happen for me or like this just isn't <laughs> worth it. Like, I just got to go do something else with my life. You know, for me, I had stopped looking for any kind of, um, you know, I've always been in it since I was a kid to just be an artist. Like, I just can't stop making this stuff. You know, like I just have to write every day. I have to do this stuff since I was like 11. So for me, it was never really like trying to pursue something I had seen before, but just be be able to be myself and be sustainable that way. I was never, um, I never believed for it. Like I truly never believed that I was going to like be playing with like Blake or having, you know, records come out that could go on the charts or whatever. I'd stopped looking for that when I was really doing the folk circuit and, um, that's for my my family and I, we just decided to be completely independent DIY, moved into a camper and traveled the country together and just, we were just making our own, our own life. And, you know, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, yeah, it's, I'm shocked all the time. Growing up, like, who were your idols? Like, what type of music did you like? Like, who did you look up to in music? You know, it was such a diverse between everything between like, Jack Johnson and Willie Nelson to like, you know, Chris Cornell. Um, but I gotta say, what really got me in life was the songwriters from the Hudson Valley, like my hometown in upstate New York. I was obsessed with um, the local music scene and like the local legends. And um, like my guitar teacher, Chuck Masasi, a couple bands like uh, Paul Luke Band, they were like, you know, they're not as big as uh, Blake Shelton, but at the time, my universe was like the hometown local music scene. And that they're the, really the ones that kind of got me started. And I like looked up to them. So it was a lot of local songwriters, a lot of local players. And then, so you're traveling around, you and your family, you're doing DIY. How do you, how do you decide to go and say, hey, maybe the voice is like an option for me? Well, to be honest with you, I um, never in my life would have auditioned for the show because I didn't believe that I had, I, I didn't believe I was a vocalist. I always thought of myself as a guitar player and a songwriter. We were, we had just gotten to be a part of Bob Schneider's Valentine's Day show at Austin City Limits in Texas. And we moved, we moved to Nashville right when the tornado hit. We were living in a trailer park and um COVID just took our tour out from March all the way to August. We were literally like just stuck in a trailer park with no money. And my last show was an open mic at the Mercy Lounge in Nashville. And that open mic was a scouting event for the show. And that's where he was like, one of the scouts came up to us in the green room after and was like, hey, you know, we're looking for um, alternates for the show. If you If you're interested, we could submit a video tomorrow. And like they're pretty much closed. So it was this crazy chance opportunity, right place, right time. 
So then you get this option, you know, you get to the voice, you don't think of yourself as a vocalist, you think of yourself as a guitar player. Talk to me about that, you know, like when, you know, you get there, you figure probably, you know, you might be there for a minute and leave, right? Because you're not a vocalist. Yeah, I, I kind of was like, I never didn't have my bags packed. I was always fine with, and the thing is, I think that that's what gave me, like, I didn't have a lot of nerves there. And I'd been performing forever, but it wasn't that as much as like, in my mind, I had already left. So the rest of it was fun, you know, and I felt like putting myself in that, like, I didn't want to put a ceiling on myself, you know, but um, being all right with leaving kind of let me enjoy the experience a little bit more, I feel, you know, where I wasn't, I mean, I'm a competitive guy, but I totally understood like my room, my next door neighbor was John Holiday, one of the best vocalists on the planet earth, like insanity, just so much love and respect. And every single night I would get a John Holiday concert through the walls. And I mean, it's just on next level vocals. And I was like, I can't be here. <laughs> so, you know, it was just kind of like a, an experience where I got to just be myself because I was watching everybody around me just kind of do their thing. And I wasn't, uh, wasn't trying to be anybody else. And then at, and at, like at any point or at what point did you say like, wait, I'm getting far and now, you know, I have a real chance now my competitive side is coming out. Like I want this. Yeah. Um, you know, my fiance, Ayla and I, we, we were always working together. We have a company together and we book shows and she's a, like a, she had always done a lot of management for me as well. And I remember before a certain part of the live shows, we were starting to like try to book shows again in case I, you know, went off, we could go work like immediately. And I got down in the bottom eight, I think it was, or the bottom four, I can't remember. And I got saved by America. And that's when I was like, oh man, wow. You know, like I'm, I'm still in the game. Like I, there's a clip of it. Where like, you know, you're like, okay, we're in the bottom. What do you got to say to the judges? I was legitimately saying like, goodbye and thank you, you know? And then to get saved there, I was like, okay, I got to really step it up. You know, it's a very serious, that's a very serious gift from America. You know, I took it very seriously. So that was kind of maybe like one of the turning points. Well, that was the turning point. Like I always take everything as, as serious as you, like too serious almost. And like I'll rehearse too much and, um, but that was the point where I started kind of believing like, oh, I might actually go farther. You know, I started kind of believing in myself that moment, I guess. So having this type of background, like in music and, you know, like, did you go specifically to say, listen, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be Team Blake. Like, did you have, I mean, it's the obvious no. choice, but no. You know, it's an obvious choice, but I, um, I'm a huge fan of all of them. I'm a huge John Legend fan. And when I was going in, I hadn't watched every season. So I knew what the show is about, but I hadn't like, like when you watch it, it's different than experiencing it. And in my mind, I was like, okay, well, I have to transpose every single song because I'm a baritone and everything in, in pop music is at tenor or higher. So I had to transpose everything. And I was like, you know, if I could work with John, he's a fantastic keyboard player and like piano player. So we'd be able to really transpose a lot of music, but obviously like my heart was always kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm in the country world, obviously like working with Blake would be a dream, but no, I was totally open to anything. 
I just was, um, I was shocked that Blake, you know, Blake was the only one that turned around for me too. So I was just like grateful for that. If you weren't on team Blake and you had a choice, who would you choose? Gwen, Kelly, John? Oh, it's so hard. I think, I think I would naturally choose John. I think um, if I, I mean, I don't think I would have been able to do do a lot of those songs justice but I feel like I would have you know like there's so much to learn from Blake and I feel like John has so much to learn they all could it's so hard because every one of them is such a wealth of knowledge you know I just love that I'm just such a fan of of John's music and um you know his he, as a player I just really respect him that makes you a know? lot of sense what about, you know, listen, you made it to the finals. You came in like third for team Blake. Like, did you shock yourself? Like as you went on, I mean, or were you like, okay, this is, you know. Every day, it- every day, all day. My, uh, one of my best friends on the show, Jim Ranger, who technically beat me. Um, I say technically because we, we don't know for sure. <laughs> but, um, but Jim is, Jim and I, every day we would sit we, like, you start early in the day, you go do a thousand things and you come back to the hotel and we would just always kind of sit together at night and just kind of joke around and just be like, what's going on? Like, we're still here because you're, you're living in a hotel and then you got all your friends and all of a sudden it's like just a couple people and you're like, I can't believe this is happening. So it was nice to have him as a sounding board. <laughs> Even though you said you, you know, like you went with like this attitude, which is probably the right attitude because then you can just really be yourself and be authentic and just kind of progress as you progress. Could you feel like the pressure around you? Like when you were in the hotel at night, you know, like amongst the other people. Sometimes, you know, and um, you know, like for me, I feel like I was one of the older people there. You know, I turned 30 on the show and I, you know, um, Carter Rubin won it. I think he was 15, maybe like, what an amazing ability at that age. Like, I think the kids didn't feel as much pressure for some reason. And maybe that's just because they're just super talented, but you know, you start feeling pressure when people are like maybe losing work and uh, they got families and, you know, kids and there's money tightness and stuff like that, but you can definitely feel the competitiveness for a while. And then I think it turns it's almost like it feels kind of crazy. And then towards the end, it gets very quiet and everybody's just working because they have you working so much that you don't have time to do any, you can't think about anything else, but just working, you know? Wow. Well, like you were in the business before, you know, like you said, you weren't 15 on the show. So you were in the business, you were doing it yourself. Like when the voice was over, like, was that just like, oh my God, you know, like when you came back into the real world, was it like, I'm imagining overnight, like look at all these options or- was it still a gradual process? You know, on the finale, after like shows over, graffiti's in the air, like we're all hanging out, saying goodbye. I was talking with Blake and he's like, where are you going? I was like, well, I got to fly out to Florida in the morning. I'm driving to uh, Dallas to live there for a while. And he was like, oh, great. I'll get you set up over at the old Red in Orlando and I'll hit you up in Oklahoma. And like the next day, I flew out to Orlando and that next night I was at old red and we were back on tour like one day later. So since then I've I've actually not stopped. So it's been just a really beautiful gift. I look at it because I have 10 years of touring independently and working this thing, you know, from a grassroots perspective, sleeping in tents and cars and um, 
you know, and fully knowing in my heart that I would never achieve something like this. So I, I was okay with that life. And the gift that the voice has kind of given me is like once in a lifetime. So, I mean, can you revel in it? You know, like now that you're not, now that there's anything wrong with sleeping in tents or doing it yourself or expecting, but I mean, is it nice? Oh, like great. do you have days where you're like, this is just nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm just all about gratitude. You know, I always feel like when you forget, when you're not being grateful enough, you kind of get lost in like a different headspace that doesn't help create and be and push you forward. So like, I always try to zoom out the lens again and zoom out and just be like, wow, this is insane. Like, even though like, you know, you got to fly places and it's just, you don't have time to think a lot of times. It's like, you know, I, I started in the songwriting folk scene and Americana and country scene like the grassroots songwriter stuff out through Texas. And it's just, um, it's where my, my heart is and where my foundation was. And, you know, all that stuff has really been a gift too, to, to let you appreciate these times, you know, and I have so many friends that are still touring the way that the older way that you tour and it's still a beautiful way of life. It's just different, you know, it's just different. So here you are you know the voice is over you're touring now like nonstop. your debut single grow up comes out 1.2 million streams like shelton talk to me about that oh that was um you know two weeks after the finale david ross from reviver music called me and he was like hey ian we'd like to we'd like to do the single option from the show and i was uh living in mckinney state falls state park in austin texas when I got the call with the girls and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we were going through songs, writing songs and starting to kind of build that relationship with the label. And that's where we found grow up. And I was like, man, this just feels right. And we were going to cut it. And then we had the idea to like, say, Hey, let's toss it to Blake and see what he thinks about it. And he was kind enough to be like, I mean, I got the text somewhere in my phone, but he was just like, Hey man, that song sounds great. You mind if I jump on it with you? And I was like, oh my gosh like what is going on I actually felt like I feel like you've done too much for me man but he's um he's just that kind of guy I don't even know like it's hard to explain seeking the truth never gets old introducing June's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog 
love to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Crocs' new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. I take my beauty and skincare products very seriously. And not only do I want my beauty and skincare products to work, but I want them to smell good. And that's where I've had problems in the past, where I've used fragrance beauty products. Now, the problem is a lot of them have toxic ingredients, which it's not just that they're toxics, it causes a negative reaction on your skin. I have broken out. I found that I'm allergic to a lot of products, and that is where my problem lies. Well, let me tell you something. I've discovered Lather. Lather offers daily natural skincare and wellness that help you feel real, all made with zero synthetic fragrance. They smell delicious and they're not toxic. I'm a regular user of their Cactus Flower and Aloe Gentle Face Scrub. It's gentle, but it's effective. It makes my skin feel so soft and radiant and it kind of shines. At night, I use the Radiant Recovery Sheet Mask. I find that I wake up kind of glowing. The products work, they smell amazing, and they're made with zero synthetic fragrance. What more could you want? Now, you, as a listener of this podcast, can get 15% off your order with code VELVET at lather.com slash velvet. That's lather.com slash velvet. Use code velvet for 15% off. Anyone who knows me knows that I get bored so very easily. And that extends to every aspect of my life, including my workouts. I find the best way to stay motivated is to have variety in my workouts. And that's why I love Peloton. The variety really does help keep me motivated. You can do a bike workout. Then you can do yoga, meditation, dance cardio. I'm actually really good at dance cardio, guys, if you can believe that. And there's a whole new artist series class where you can listen to music from one single artist. I choose Madonna more times than not, but you can also do a theme like pop or rock, hip hop, EDM. Peloton has everything. And Peloton has a workout for every day, every schedule. You can de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio 
or a 15 minute total body class before work or after work. It's great. Listen, visit onepeloton.com to learn more. That's onepeloton.com to learn more. I mean, that's the thing you talk about gratitude, like, look, not taking anything away from all these other people that have this wonderful experience on the voice. You know, look, a lot of them have had, but I mean, Blake Shelton just doesn't say, Hey, I'm going to jump on a song with you, whether you win or are on his team or anything. Yeah. And you know, for that, I, I will say, I can't speak for Blake. You know, obviously Blake is Blake. I just know the man's, I've seen the man's schedule a time or two. It's like by the minute. It's not by like the day or the hour. It's like, he's got like 10 minutes, you know? So I think that there would be a lot of that stuff if he had time. And like, I was in Nashville when he was passing through Nashville and it just worked. It wasn't, um, I don't know if it could have worked if he had to be anywhere else at that time. So a lot of, a lot of that stuff, my voice days, I kind of just, I kind of just leave it up to like, you know, the universe. I don't question things too much. And like the timing, the timing has happened and I'm just grateful. <laughs> I don't well, know. Maybe, maybe it's karma because you are so grateful and you don't take it for granted. It's like the universe's way of like, it's karma. Yeah. You know, maybe, I mean, I believe in that stuff and I just believe in working hard and trying to be the best person you can. And I think that, um, you know, when I, when I, the more you get to know a guy like Blake, like he's a, he's a truly good human down to his core. And it's, it's nice to meet that in Hollywood, you know? Have you ever like hung out with Blake, like had some like beers, like, you know, you open for him. Is it like, did you ever get to that point? Oh, again, with his schedule. I mean, I've hung out with him in the studios for a few hours and over the course of the show you definitely get more and more one-on-one time and stuff but like this time in Gatlinburg probably hung out for like maybe 15-20 minutes in the green room and he's on by the time we're done he's on Orlando there's buses being packed up we're heading out it's you know there's never like a um, you don't get that those hour hangs you know right it's like any fun Gwen Stefani stories did Gwen come by Gwen was not there for my night. I don't know if she showed up at one of the others, um, but man, she is super sweet. Like they're um, <laughs> they're like a super super kind, nice people. It's a it's a great pair. Once you see them together, you kind of really understand it. Um, but Gwen and I only shared a couple words one time, and it was just like formalities, just feeling like hi, so nice to meet you. And she was very kind, and that was it. Well, that's, I mean, listen, the rumor is everyone says like how kind she is, how kind he is. Have you like seen that now? You're like, now that you're in the business, like you see, like you say, this other side of Hollywood, you know, it's, it's a business and there's a lot going on. Like, did anything shock you in the business that you've seen in the short time that you've been in it since the voice on, on this side? Yeah, of the, so I mean, speak? you know, I'm more in the country world in Nashville. So like my day to days, they're kind of like, so like writing songs and like grinding out studios and all that kind of stuff. And that's, we're all just obsessed with music. So it's kind of like, we don't even talk. I, I don't know if I've talked about anything other than music with people I've seen for a year. I don't know. But um, the Hollywood thing, man, I, at the time, my biggest show that I had played was like a, as a guest slot in Austin city limits. And I saw a production level there, but that wasn't TV involved. Once you get crews that are really doing like television, then you got like three different full audio section, mixing engineers. And like, you got trailers outside mixing and you got 
just a thousand people working you start seeing that it's an army and it's kind of like the most professional coordinated thing you've ever seen you know and then you have the coaches who you don't know what to expect because they're kind of larger than life but then you find out that they're like some of the most humble people you've ever met i don't know it's uh it was nice because you go to hollywood and you don't know what to expect but they're very kind that's, I mean, now what about like, look, you have all these options from The Voice, you know, why do you think, you know, American Idol, The Voice, like these shows, like, why do you think they still work? And do you think they still work? I mean, you're living proof they do, but maybe not for everyone. But what are your thoughts about like these shows that still produce jobs? Yeah, you know, my thing, just for anybody listening, like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, don't even hesitate. I think it's a great experience. I think the best thing that happens from them is the the learning that you get from it and the experience like you cannot get that kind of experience anywhere and i'll tell you after that show i don't have like any nerves playing other places as much as that ever so it's great it's a great practice but i think it works because it builds a relationship with fans and viewers that you cannot do any other way um to be honest as an artist I know that there's a whole mindset that's not really against it, but, you know, doesn't believe in it as much. And I think that there's, it's, it's, it's such a unique way to connect with a million people that you can't do in any other way. So I think it will always work as long as the platform allows it. I think that's a good point. Like, you know, week after week, people are invested and then you go out into the real world and those people that were invested don't just disappear. Yeah, I mean, I see people that are huge fans of the show that show up at my shows. And now we're like friends, you know, it's like, that's awesome. Because I wasn't touring around in a Honda Accord, like sleeping in a back seat of a car, because it felt good. You know, like, I've been trying since I was 17 to connect with people and like, to share something that I that I think brings people together and connects us, you know, and that's worth living for it's worth dying for me and a platform that can amplify that to that big of a audience and like have people reach out and have felt something and I mean there's no words to really express it's larger than life what they've kind of created absolutely I take it like you said you didn't really watch the voice I take it you weren't a fan of reality tv or you didn't watch much reality tv before this no, I was always kind of like a hermit, I guess. I just was like writing songs, not really watching anything. It was pretty disconnected, actually. But um, I have enjoyed reality TV more now. Now I'm like, I get it. It's awesome. I totally am about it. Like, do you watch any particular show now? Or like your fiance, like, do you guys watch anything in particular? The only thing, you know, I have a couple friends who've been in like The Bachelor and, uh, you know, that like, I love that show. I think that those are awesome <laughs> they're hilarious or like um any of those we watch some of those they're kind of just like you know you watch like five episodes and you're like what are we doing like, <laughs> we gotta do something else but it it's, sucks it, you in it sucks it you does. in it especially does. the bachelor is like it's a whole nother world and it's like it's a weeks. whole other world but it's great you know and then all of a sudden i actually um honor i'm forgetting his last name but i played when i first showed up in um, Nashville, I played at the Arlington Vineyards and he was there. And then all of a sudden I see him on The Bachelor and I was just like, oh my gosh, I have, or he was in Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, I gotta watch this. And um, 
that was just a rabbit hole and all this stuff. But it's so cool to see like friends and you know, I got a couple friends coming on these next seasons. And once you, especially once you've been on one, you like, you know that there's somebody behind the camera at all these angles. You just can't right not picture how intense that is. Are you the type that gets starstruck? Like, you know, you open for like Shelton, you met Gwen Stefani. Like, are you the type that gets starstruck? Like, I gotta say, when I meet like Blake to me as an artist, um, I get more nervous around uh, sound guys that have a lot of control over my show. Um, I definitely like when you're in a production, I think I'm more nervous around production people. The artists, like when honestly at The Voice, when I was got on stage and saw the coaches, I felt comfort because I was like, these guys know what my life is. Like they have lived this life. They are the same, you know, like we are artists trying and they're, they're at their stage of it, but like, it's very comforting to meet artists for me. Cause I feel like there's a bond that you don't have with necessarily like the production side of, of stuff. You know, like when I had to go in the wardrobe, I would be like really nervous. <laughs> and then like, I would see Blake and calm down a little bit. So. That's like the exact opposite of most people's experience, probably. I, I yeah, I guess so. But when you're in the machine, it's like you kind of um, they're more of a grounding thing for me anyway. I just know that. I mean, you know, you see Kelly and it's like she was the first American Idol winner. Can you and like her life has just skyrocketed. She's a TV show. She's there. She's doing everything. And she's amazing. I saw her um, ACM performance. It was out of this world. Um you know, like, and I see her and I'm just like, man, I just hope I can find a fraction of the strengths to get through all that kind of stuff that she has, you know? So it's Kelly cool. Is, I don't know. It's grounding. It's grounding. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. What about if you could meet any artist, like music or even like TV or like movies? Like just, you know, if I said like you're in the business now, you can meet anyone. Like who would be at the top of your list? I'm trying to meet Tommy Emmanuel. (laughs) He's a... um... He is an amazing guitarist that um, has really inspired me a lot. And I just, I just need to, I just need to meet him. <laughs> I think that like, I don't know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a half as good as Tim one day. And I just feel like being around him is going to be awesome. Well, you're going to new- sneak into one of his conventions one time. I'm just going to sneak in. I was just going to say, like, just, you know, put it out into the world, just, you, you could meet him. This is, this is doable. Oh yeah. I, I'm hoping to, uh, we're somehow it's going to have, I'll, he does a lot of um, like guitar classes and stuff. So I'm going to sneak in there. I do his online courses. So I'm a big fan. I love it. I'd be well, like, what? just be like, please You're like, just come on, let's make this happen. I know. What's in the email right now? Well, your new single under a Southern sky, there's now a video associated with it shows you driving around, having like a good hometown. This has like a very summer feel to me. Like as we head into the summer, like this, this could be one of our songs of the summer, I feel. Hey, I, you never know. I um, I love this song. I love the energy. It does have that summer campfire, like 
partying kind of vibe. That's that's what we wanted to catch. And yeah, the video is like kind of a, of a drive that I was doing from California to back to Nashville, you know, that highway. So we get a little bit of that. I think we were leaving the Grand Canyon that day and kind of coming out of some snow almost or something. I can't remember where it was exactly, but the road is a beautiful video landscape always. This just might be my, as it's like end of winter, early spring, like just my hopeful feeling for the summer. I, I, I get a summer vibe from it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm glad that you like it. I appreciate that. Speaking of videos, let's talk about Grow Up. How did you get Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother, how did Eric Roberts get involved in this video? Oh, my gosh. Well, that all goes to my manager, Jason Spuak, in uh, JLS management. He's just awesome. And he knew them and his friends of them and tossed the idea around. And I remember he said we were we were passing some emails around he's like you know eric roberts is um he you know he's interested in being a part of it i was like are you serious like i kind of didn't really know what to even think at that point and um you know it just turned into a reality like pretty quickly and i was just shocked but yeah that's all jason so gotta give all the love in the world to jason and eric and eliza i mean you know what do you even say just thank you thank you thank you I was, I was like, wait, is this Eric Roberts? Like, what is going on here? Like, what's going on? And also, Vincent Pioni, who um, is part of Art Class, which is a production company, and he was the director for the film. Vincent, uh, he comes from, like, a couple streets over in my hometown. You know, so we got to, we got to really finally connect and just make some art together. And he's just one of the most brilliant people out there and it's just such an honor to do this whole thing and bring everybody together over over that song were you tempted to ask eric any questions about julia no i did i um i you know when i'm with somebody i try to always make sure it's just about them and and if it comes up if things come up naturally sure but i don't like to pry well, this is why you don't have my job, because I would not be able to help myself. I would have to pry just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is there anyone, you know, you've recorded with Blake now, grow up? Like, is there, like, who would be on your list, like, either male or female to do it, do it with, if you could? You know, right now, I've been actually, like, I really love Brandy Carlisle, and I feel like I'm a polar opposite. Like, I, I think I have the opposite voice in the world, of Brandy. She's a beautiful angel voice. And I have this like gravelly John Beer tractor voice. And um, I just feel like it would be pretty cool. I don't know. I love that, her. That would be pretty cool. I I would love to see you with your voice do a duet with either A, Dolly or B, Miley. Those are my choices. Oh my gosh. I think Miley has become one of the most rocking humans on this planet. Every time I see a video of her, I think I watch it like five times like Miley yeah. people don't like people love her but they don't realize like if you really strip it all away she is yeah. so talented and so diverse there's so much there really yeah and I don't want to skip over Dolly because that was um yes obviously forever she's a um icon I would love that and but uh you know Miley I, I agree with you I think that she has just got this thing I don't know she's just so rocking Yes, and not to take anything away from the icon that is Dolly Parton. Absolutely. Yes. 
do you like who do you like do you like other types of music outside of your genre like what what are some like what's some current music do you, do you listen to anything in particular yeah um man i'm such a weirdo a lot of times because i listen to like i listen to a lot of um lessons like i'm one of those guys like i'm all about guitar players like right now i've been taking andy wood's guitar lessons on true fire like so i I kind of just replay different art, like guitarist stuff, a lot of flamenco stuff. Um, I do love rock. I have a really big spot in my heart for all things rock and also very beachy acoustic stuff like the Jack Johnson, Ben Harper type vibes, all, all that genre. Somewhere I'm in there. I don't really know, but I really, anything that's inspiring, like as I'm trying to grow as a producer as well and you know, when I'm, when I'm creating tracks, I try to pull influence because it's really just all collaboration, you know? So like country music is country down to a formula, but right now in pop country, there's so many influences from so many genres. It's like, we're entering in this world where music is kind of just becoming music in a sense. So you gotta, you gotta learn and pull from every genre. Absolutely. What about, I know you've been on the road this whole time. What is next for you? Right now, we're just finishing up recording a full-length album with Reviver Music, and I think we're we'll definitely have a, a, another single out in a in a few couple months here, and then I think we're looking for a fall release. We're still we're still getting it all together. You know, we're moving we're moving a lot. We have um, we've been really fortunate to work with some great producers, and it's just the list of gratitude just keeps on going, man. I don't even know what's happening half the time. I'm just grateful to be here. (laughs) I love it. And finally, before we wrap up, you mentioned your fiance earlier, like any, any wedding plans? Do you guys have a date? We gotta, (laughs) no, we gotta do that. I, um, we have, Ayla works harder than I do. And, um, she, she is just in this business as well. And, we have not really had the time to sit down with, especially with COVID, you know, it's like with parents and grandparents and a lot of family stuff. We just haven't been able to, we were, we were hoping to like a year and a half ago, but now it's kind of like we're rolling and we don't want to force it. We want it to feel like it has the space it deserves instead of like another thing on the calendar. So I get it. We're working towards it. And if you're working all the time, you look up and you're like, wait, six more months have just gone by. I know. And then all of a sudden you've been engaged for five years and you're that couple. So (laughs) it takes a lot to plan a wedding. Like when you're touring and I mean, you're both in the business, like it doesn't just happen. And it's like, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. And I want to make a, I want to have a wedding that's really special for her. You know, she's put up with me and that's not easy. So she deserves a, an amazing, amazing time. I love it. Well, where can everyone find you online? Is there anything else you want to cover that I didn't bring up here today? Everyone needs to get like this, this new video is great. Everyone needs to check it out and the singles are great. And I'm looking forward to the full album, hopefully in the fall. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Everybody you can hit up ianflanaganmusic.com or um, social media, all platforms. Follow me on the TikTok, Instagram, all those good things. And uh, we got a lot of new stuff coming out. So just thank you, David. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for getting us together. I love it. Say hi to Jason. Thank you for your time too. Say hi to the fam and keep in touch. Love the music. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.